I think time is our most precious resource and commodity. And for me, optimizing that and managing that for myself and my team is probably right at the top of the list. And particularly when you're talking around hustling and reducing your hustling. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Hey, hey, welcome back. Okay, so... There's some really great advice in this episode coming up around handling overwhelm for yourself and your team, which I found quite interesting that my guests brought in the team element too. So yeah, stay tuned because there's some great conversations ahead, especially if you don't like numbers. Why am I saying that? Well, let me introduce the next guest and it will make sense. All right. So today I am joined by Mark Williams. And since a very young age, Mark has been fascinated by numbers and business. I definitely know he's really passionate about growing businesses for sure. His passion is helping small businesses with all things financial management, cash flow, structuring, asset protection, and tax minimization. He has worked with hundreds of businesses, advised on numerous business purchases, sales, and restructures, He sits on advisory boards, acts as a virtual CFO for numerous clients, and loves helping with cash flow. And there's a great case study coming up. You guys have got to stay tuned for that to hear what he's done for somebody's business around that. He works with budgeting and the growth of business as well. Mark's the MD at Imagine Accounting, and he has a team of 25, and they were recently announced as finalists in the 2023 Australian Small Business Champion Awards. So... Welcome, you guys. We are going to welcome Mark onto the episode now. Well, hello, you guys. Welcome back. Here I have the most amazing Mark Williams joining us on this episode. And as you've heard, he has quite the bio in the background. And we were just saying that we haven't actually caught up in person. It's been like, I don't know, four years, maybe (laughs) at least. So This is going to be a really fun chat because it's kind of selfishly going to be about me wanting to know what he's up to in his business since we last spoke as well. So welcome, Mark. How's it going? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, been great. Thanks for having me. Really excited about catching up and having a chat. It's been too long. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, going well. Good to hear it. So we, as you guys know that are my listeners, we'd like to dive straight in to the goodness of the guest. So I'm going to start with the very first question for you. If you think about not only your growth of your business over the years, but the clients that you help, what would be three tips or ideas that you can share on how to grow a business with less of that sort of hustle, freaked out, stressed out mindset? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it, in business? Because there's always so many things happening and so many things to juggle. And it's a journey for everybody from day one through to when you eventually wrap up. And I don't know whether business owners ever do in their heads. (laughs) I think it's ongoing. But um, yeah, sort of three tips, I suppose. The first one would certainly be around being organized and planning. I think time is our most precious resource and commodity. And for me, optimizing that and managing that for myself and my team is probably right at the top of the list. And particularly when you're talking around hustling and reducing your hustling, because it's so easy to get caught up in so many things and be pulled in all sorts of directions. So I've found yeah, being really diligent about managing your time first and foremost and being effective with your time, which is doing the right things 
and being productive and doing them the right way is yeah really really important for both yourself and getting that right and then for your team to help them improve their time management and efficiency really good tip yeah some things that i've found really useful is pre-planning your year in advance at a higher level you know sitting down in december january i tend to do and, and map out the 12 months and put in the big rocks you know holidays and important events and things that we don't want to miss and then bring it down and chunk it down from there and then break it down into quarterly monthly weekly targets and weekly calendar management's a big one for me spend a lot of time on just managing my calendar each week and protecting my time and making sure that it's going into the right buckets yeah that's exactly what i do i'm really really protective of my time as well because you just said earlier working on the right things so that's pretty much the roadmap that you just get right so it's basically mapping out the year breaking it into quarters breaking it into weeks protecting your time and also making sure you've scheduled all the big rocks or boulders as you said the holidays and whatnot and so then you know what you're meant to work on and then what would you say then around that if other things other opportunities come into your path and you look at your calendar, you've mapped out what your goals are and where you're headed, but these other opportunities are coming in. Like, how do you fit those in or what should you do with those? Yeah, it's always a tricky one. For me, I try and map it back to my quarterly actions and my rocks for each quarter. Yeah. Do they fit within that? If they don't, you've got to seriously ask the question, is it that big an opportunity to come in over the top of what you've already got planned? And that's the ultimate question. And if it doesn't, then yeah, don't say yes to it or push it back and say, okay, well, not this quarter, but maybe next quarter we can have a look at that as a project or an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I think with some of these interviews I've been on, definitely the boundaries are a big thing to help you protect your time and have more of that balance. And I think a lot of people, certainly that I know, they will say yes really quickly, right? Oh my gosh, this opportunity. And as an entrepreneur, you get really excited about things that come into your path, but setting yourself up for having these great filters where you take a moment to breathe and you actually go, should I be saying yes to that? It's a really smart thing. So what else? What other tips? Yeah, that'd be the first one. I suppose the second one is around people and getting good people around you. And that's really important as you grow and scale. Can't do everything yourself and you can't do everything well as well. We've all got our strengths and our weaknesses. So recognizing that and finding good people that can help you across different areas and whether that's internally with your team or externally with yeah, advisors, consultants, contractors, mentors, family, friends as appropriate. But yeah, that's a really key part of getting things off your list as well. So when you're looking at time management, obviously there's lots to do, but what do you do with those things that need to be done? And often they need to go somewhere. So having people and resources to move those tasks, move those projects to, it's obviously really important. Do you have mentors yourself? Yes, certainly it kind of ebbs and flows, I suppose, depending on what's going on. I've had regular engagements, if you like, with people from time to time, and I've had informal arrangements where I'll just reach out as and when needed and when things come up. I do have a business partner or two now in the business as well, so we work closely together. Obviously, how we run the business, which is very helpful, and other networks that I'm certainly a part of. So yeah, it's a bit of a a mix, but really important to have good people to be able to reach out to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Okay, tip number three. Yeah, number three. Well, being an accountant, of course, has to come back to numbers and dollars and money. So good financial (laughs) management is really important and often is a major stress for everyone is finances or lack of. 
especially in business with all the pressures and responsibilities that come with it. So I think having good systems around your bookkeeping and budgets and forecasts and tracking those and have accountability around those is so important. And it's financial management is such an important pillar within managing a business and it's too often forgotten. It's not one of the sexier pillars and it's often not one that comes naturally to many business owners and entrepreneurs. But certainly for us, obviously, that comes naturally more so for us, but for clients and when I see clients that have done well and do really well, they recognize that. They're not necessarily strong at it themselves, but they recognize the importance of it and they, they get good help with it because otherwise, yeah, you're running a very challenging situation if you're not managing it well, I suppose. Yeah. What would you say to somebody on where to get started with that? So let's say they have their zero or their myob or whatever they're using, right, for their structure, their basic accounting and their their invoices, but they've never really looked into reporting or really being financially intelligent about their their company. Where would they start? What should they do as a first step? Yeah, first step, talk to whoever's involved with their finances if they've got anybody. So if they've got a bookkeeper, if they've got an account, certainly have a chat to them who already knows them and knows their business. Talk to other business owners, ideally that are in similar types of businesses and try and sort of gauge what they do, particularly those that are successful, to understand what are some of the systems and and mechanisms in place that they have for managing their finances and understanding what are the key things that they need to be monitoring and on top of. And that can vary across businesses, particularly from a finance point of view. Some are fine with cash flow because of their business model. They get deposits, they get payment up front. So cash flow is not such an issue, but it's more profitability and making sure they're actually making money on their activities and that they're left with money at the end of the day. Whereas others, yeah, the profitability might be fine, but it might be more a resourcing or a productive time situation if it's a service-based business, for example, and they're not getting the optimal use of their team. So it really depends on their business and their situation to understand what are the key drivers in their business that they should be monitoring and tracking. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so talk to people in your industry definitely get help. I would say, I mean, it's been important for me to reach out and get help, especially if you're a creative type of person in your team or your business. It's tricky to embrace a data mindset and loving your numbers because it feels very foreign to you if that's not what you do. But it can be actually really interesting and almost fun if you actually get systems in a way that you like them and you can Mm -hmm. read them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about specifically some of the work that you've done over the years. I know this is a really hard question because it's like, how do I choose one person to talk about? But Mm. think through some clients that you've helped over the years, maybe one that's really stood out in your mind and walk me through a bit of a case study of, you know, when they came to you, what was the situation and what did you do for them? And ultimately what happened in the end as a result of you working with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's obviously some good clients and good experience that we've had over the years and seeing people's journey and growth. There's one of late and uh, been working with him the last two years or so, actually runs a marketing agency and he's a younger guy in his early 30s, he's been in business a little while, a number of years and he came to us just with his finances in a bit of a mess. He wasn't making money, he was close to burnout. I'm just really frustrated and struggling with his business and with his personal financial situation as well. He really had a goal to be able to purchase a home for him and he had ATO debt that had to be dealt with and has consistently struggled to manage his cash and his profitability and to make a profit in the business. 
Mm. So we started working with him to understand his numbers and his business model so that he really understood how his business actually made money. And it's not just selling, but it's understanding the delivery of those sales and making sure that you're doing them profitably. So we did work with him around his client base, his revenue model, his team, tracking time, project management, job management, productivity, capacity, that sort of thing. And he really got a good understanding of, oh, actually, this is how I actually make changes. This is what I need to change to improve the results in the business and the profitability in the business. So that's been really, uh, yeah, really rewarding working with him and typically met monthly with him the last two years and it's still going and going really well. And yeah, he's come quite a long way in those two years. He's now got the business in a profitable position, positive cash flow. It's almost paid off the ATO debt yeah. that he had, which wasn't insignificant. He's recently hit his highest ever month in revenue. Wow. His team's at its most productive. Personal hours in the business have reduced. And he bought his house last year as well, which was amazing. And we worked closely with his mortgage broker to get that over the line. So yeah, he's on his way and very close to hitting his goal of becoming a million-dollar agency, which is doing 84K in recurring revenue per month. So he's very close to that. Wow. Wow. So that's been amazing to work through with him. Yeah. And, and see his journey. Yeah. A lot of the credit goes to him because he's had to go away and do a lot of it. Yeah. Obviously. And he's a great implementer and taking action. Mm. But to yeah provide that guidance and insight for him and clarity on things has been really awesome. So how did you decide what he needed help with? Like when you work with a client, do you do some sort of audit and is there coaching along the way? How did this process work with him? Yeah, so obviously it depends on the engagement that we have with them. Yeah. But in this case, yeah, we do an upfront review of his financials and his performance over the last number of years. And we have a look at how he's maintaining his records and how the bookkeeping's been done, what reporting that they've been doing and getting, and then basically digging into those numbers one by one to understand the mechanics behind each of them. So, you know, with the, the revenue, obviously, we dug into his revenue model and how he charges his clients and his pricing strategy, et cetera, to understand that. And for him being a service-based business, you know, obviously his biggest cost is his team and salary and wages and some contractors. So digging into that and then understanding how he's managing his team, how they're managing their time. They were doing a little bit of job management and tracking time against jobs, but we really own that in and now he's got clarity on his team, what jobs and what clients they're working on, what the budget for those clients and jobs are and what they're actually doing against those clients and jobs each month. And that's probably that made the biggest difference for him. It feels like you're really are like a financial partner to people, obviously depending on the engagement. But in this case, I mean, really, there's so much detail in what you just said. All these little facets from team to processes to you know, your financial model and what you charge. It's incredible what you do with your clients hearing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we obviously don't do it with everybody. Yeah, of course. And it's contingent on capacity and often with the client and what their capacity is within their business to take on things and how quickly they can take on things and implement as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's been one really good example and really yeah. rewarding one that I've been uh, part of recently particularly. Well, look at that. After a couple of years, he's now on his way to having exactly the goal of his revenue that he wants, a house, all of it. So that's just a big testament to you and what you guys do. All right. We're shifting gears and we're talking about overwhelm because obviously 
that hustle and grind that comes with growing your business. A flip side of that is the emotions behind that. And a number one emotion of that is overwhelm, feeling like you just can't do everything. Can you really? I mean, not really. I guess that's the question. But you can kind of control or look at how you feel emotionally as you grow your business. So what are your thoughts or I suppose a good mindset or tip or hack on what somebody can do if they're really in a state of overwhelm? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question because it is one that we all face at different times Mm -hmm. and at different levels and I think perhaps the older you get the more mature and experienced you get you develop strategies on how to manage through it I suppose and that can help but yeah I've found a couple of different things have worked probably the biggest one for me is having someone to talk through and not feeling alone because if it's all sitting with you and you're feeling alone it's very hard to get out of that and see the wood from the trees yeah So I've really found when it sort of gets to that point and there's so much going on and you sort of, you don't know where to start type thing and you just feel like you're going backwards. For me, sitting down with somebody and that's been, yeah, different people at different stages, either my business partners, team members, my wife at times, and just going through, this is what I've got on. Can we just talk through it? And literally just spend half an hour, an hour, maybe a couple of hours if needed, depending on how big the list is, Mm -hmm. to go through and just get clarity on how to manage it and to build a plan to get through it. And that exercise alone just gives you so much confidence to get through it and then a plan to get through it. So I think that's really important rather than just trying to work, work, work and push your way through it. And sometimes that'll work and sometimes you get through, but taking a bit of time to sort of sit back and try and look at it from a a broader lens and having somebody else's input and perspective, I found, yeah, really, really helpful in managing that. And I've done that twice this week, actually, with team members who have who are both you know feeling a bit overwhelmed at the moment with their workload and and with other things. Yeah. So just to sit down and I sat with yeah one yesterday for nearly two hours just to work through things, which I think was really beneficial for them to just have clarity on what to do. And I find the four Ds of do, defer, delegate, or delete, and just basically applying that methodology to each task or each project is a, a great way to help make it more manageable and and help put a plan in place to get through it. How did you know your employees were overwhelmed in the first place? I, in both cases, asked them how they were feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the answer. So Uh. some people will come forward and say, look, I'm just snowed under, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. And it's probably a personality thing. Others won't come forward. Uh, You'll have to get it out of them. And you can often get a sense of how people are feeling if they're, yeah. Uh, in that sort of state, you can sense that something's going on. And just by asking the question, hopefully they'll be honest with you and then you know, talking about it and then working through it. It's interesting you bringing this up because it also makes me think of another question, which is if you're overwhelmed as a business owner, are you managing your team to the best of your ability? And are you letting the overwhelmness of your team slip through the cracks? So I suppose the question is, what have you done over the years when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or stressed out to still manage your team in the best way that you can? Yeah, that's a really good question and a tricky one because if you're in that state and are struggling, then there's likely to be a flow on to your team. Yeah. So I think awareness of it is probably the first thing. And then just trying to create that time and space to work through it. As I mentioned, having a, a sit down with somebody else and getting their perspective and input, I've found really helpful. At other times, just clearing space to work on things. And for me, 
I'm a doer. I like things done. And if there's a big list of things to do, I carry that and I won't be then as efficient or as present in other facets. So I would rather than say, okay, I've got a lot on. I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. and smash out a couple of hours of work and then to feel and get that feeling back that I'm feeling a bit more in control and on top of things. So that's a bit of a harder one to put to a team member to say, just get up early and do <laughs> some work and catch up. But for me and you know, a lot of business owners probably would do the same, but that's not sustainable. Obviously, you can't do that consistently, but you know, through periods, yeah, you do what you've got to do on, I suppose. Yeah, for me. You do. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. yeah. And knowing yourself that you can do that and that's something that you can do. You know, some people it might be a late night session. Yeah, that's right. Who knows, right? But it's, I think there's no right or wrong in managing these hectic moments. But I do like that you said, get another perspective. Mm. Step away, talk to somebody, get it, you know, from inside of you outside so you can look at it more clearly. I know that we can spiral a lot as business owners mm. of people, just people. Like you get something that is coming into your life that's difficult and you are internalizing it and spiraling around with it and you get really anxious from it. So, absolutely. Yeah. And the impact mm. it can have on you psychologically oh. can really impact your ability to be efficient and productive. If you're carrying something and constantly thinking about it, it's going to impact on you right across the board. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that tip. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so one other question for you is, what makes you different from <laughs> other people in your space with what you do and how you work with people? Yeah, it's an interesting one <laughs> to work through, I suppose. I know I'm a pretty humble person, so I don't really you are. look at things and look at myself too much in from that perspective, I suppose. But... In terms of being different, particularly in my line of work, is that business has always attracted and excited me and numbers are part of that. I always wanted to go into business and I'm driven and really love working with and connecting with other business owners and I get excited and energized by working on things that have a a real impact there. So I think that's definitely a key and not just the skill to have as an accountant and the technical ability that I have, but it's that sense in and around business and that uh, love of business, I think, that really helps me and, and helps our business do what we do. And probably the other thing is a strength of mine would be adapting. I think I'm, I'm very adaptable to situations and to people and to change. And you know, in my role personally and my skill set, I've been able to adapt, and a lot of people do, as they go through their career from being a technician when you perhaps start and learning your trade to then managing and and overseeing others to then leading and moving more into creative thinking and and ideas and solving bigger problems as opposed to the doing. So being able to do that, I think, pretty well. And yeah, connecting with people, which is obviously a really important thing. And people is the most important thing in business to be able to connect with and communicate and understand and build trust and connection. And yeah, I think I'm pretty good at that as well. I would agree. I like that you said you're passionate about business because the times our paths have crossed in person, you get a real sense of that. And I find that incredibly unique with most accountants or people in the financial space. They're looking at numbers, at least my experience has been (laughs) obsession with numbers, not a great deal of human skills, (laughs) to be honest. And that's what I always found you really intriguing and interesting because straight away I could tell you have great interpersonal skills and you do, you have a real passion for business. And just so you know, too, I love asking this question because I find that most really interesting business owners that are are actually growing with a bit of balance 
actually squirm a bit when I ask them that question. Mm-hmm. And just so you know that most people are like, oh God, I have to talk about myself. And I find <laughs> that an interesting study of actually successful business owners that have been around for a while, that it's a difficult question for them to answer. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> a good <kidding>. company. <laughs> <laughs> this has been such a great conversation. So first of all, A, are you taking on new clients? And B, if you are, what sort of businesses do you like to work with? Yeah, sure. We're always open to taking on new clients, even when we're full. Um, (laughs) It's hard to say no, especially to the right client, obviously. So the answer is always yes there. Mm -hmm. In terms of who we work with and an ideal client, as I mentioned, we love working with small business owners and anywhere from startups. I had two conversations this week with people that are looking to get started in business. And I normally wouldn't have those conversations, but I did and I wanted to take them on and just chatting to people and that excites me about them. You know, they've got an idea and they want to get started and they want some help with getting yeah. off, off the ground. So anyone from looking to start a business up to a seasoned business doing you know, 50 million plus in turnover, we look after. Yeah. And yeah, obviously help with all things, accounting, compliance, tax, financial management in and around numbers. And then more holistically, we really enjoy getting to know the individuals and the family. And we feel that yeah, building a long-term relationship, we can add the most value in understanding their holistic situation, not just their business, but their personal situation and personal wealth and their goals and, and all the way through to estate planning, succession planning and transitioning wealth from generation to the next generation. So, Like I said before, true financial partner in their <laughs> life and business for sure. So obviously people in Australia would be your client and where would they mm-hmm. find you? Where do they go to learn more about you? Yeah, then go to our website. It's probably the best place, which is imagineaccounting.com.au. And you can reach out through there. Feel free to reach out to me directly. Find me on LinkedIn. Always happy to, to chat, help wherever we can. Perfect. And before we say goodbye, are there any last comments, thoughts, things that have come up during our conversation that you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, that's a good one. Ah. Yeah, some great questions that we tackled today. Probably the most relevant for me, again, being an accountant, is the, the financial management side and just to re-emphasize the importance of that and getting it right because I see too often in what we do, people that work hard and take on the risk and everything else that comes with running a business and don't get the financial return and reward that they should be getting. So making sure you're doing what you should be from a finance perspective and that you're going to get that financial return and reward is really important. Because the majority of us aren't in it to run a charity. So making sure we do get a financial return, you know, it's really important. And yeah, good financial management is key to that. All right, you guys, you heard it. You might have needed a little reminder. Time to look at your numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Mark. It's been a pleasure having a chat with you. And thanks everyone for tuning in as well. Likewise. Thanks, Heather. Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.